No, I want I want eggplants after making that aubergine finally right. I mean, I don't know why I keep messing it up. I think I just put too much moisture in it. And yeah. it came out really good as a bread spread. But mm-hmm. I'll also just, I'll eat a bowl of that because I was just so oh, delicious. Yeah. It was very good. I would mm-hmm. eat that like on crackers instead of bread. Yeah. It was that good. But I definitely want to make sure that I plant my eggplants earlier this year because I think they didn't like the heat mm. as much as like everything else says that they will mm-hmm. because no, they, they didn't do well at all. and They didn't start no. really like existing until it cooled off and you know how that goes it mm-hmm. cools off for about a month and then bam it's winter so yeah and i think i think i was i was really like what you what you said this morning is like hey as much space as i'll give you to grow given what i see economically and i want our freeze dryer just going nuts i'm i'm all for you know even more so than when i took the frozen um broccoli and then freeze dried it uh-huh. I would rather just have a big, huge, happy oh, bag. Oh, I that was something that I didn't even. Broccoli. I didn't even do that last year, yeah. and it made me so upset because no. I I just I don't know what happened. I don't remember what happened or what I was doing. I that, like me in January, February, and March, I just didn't do what I was supposed to. I didn't plant things early enough. Like I have to get broccoli started mm-hmm. this month mm-hmm. because out here, it just it gets too hot too fast. Oh yeah. Well, we're gonna be talking a lot about gardening, so oh, let's yeah. let's go ahead and pop into it. And, and welcome to the Afternoon Dive with the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything. And nothing. All at the same time. And uh, yeah, we've got a lot to talk about because we're going to be gardening heavy and we can work a little bit of economics into it. And I'll, I'll start with that if that's okay with you, because I want to talk about why, you know, reason number one that we are going to be so heavy in our gardening this year. Uh-huh. So um, I've talked about supply chain issues before. And the fact that I, as a trucker um, and somebody who manages a truck, a small trucking fleet, I cannot get my head wrapped around the fact that groceries are going up, shipping prices are going up, fuel prices are going up, truckers are getting paid less. And what happened last time that this happened was a whole bunch of foodborne illnesses mm-hmm. because of cross-contamination is what a lot of it came back to. And once they realized that it came back to that cross-contamination because the trucking industry and the logistics industry was so overly heavily regulated that it was making it impossible to make a livable wage and, you know, run legally. So the only option they had was to start running illegally. And things like romaine lettuce were being shipped with unwashed eggs and above ground vegetables, which had been you know cleaned and pesticided were being run with below ground vegetables Mm -hmm. that you know they don't take the same kind of precautions so they don't do the same things and so i see that coming and i see the fact that food now is just it's going up i'm watching the prices on it and don't trust it so our number one reason is pure you know our health and longevity because we don't want to die is really what it comes down to so we are definitely going to be getting heavy into try at least trying to get heavy into canning mm-hmm. into freeze drying is it's gotten to the point where freeze drying is a little bit more beneficial mm-hmm. but canning is more beneficial really for the winter is what I'm noticing so right now we're gonna be mostly heavy on on freeze drying and talking about that and the benefits and I will definitely like I've said it before I have a a gardening Instagram account mm-hmm. and Facebook account mm-hmm. so I will try to get active on there and i'll try and i'm saying try because i have to learn the balance between running a podcast and running my you know social medias for that podcast and then also running the social medias for my stuff while also still doing the stuff recording the podcast and getting out there and planting things and doing my normal gardening duties while also taking care of children and all the things you know normal normal people stuff but like this is going to be my job so Mm -hmm. i expect that to be that's the level of work i want to put into it is you know the a normal nine to five day that's the amount of work i should tr- you know be trying to to get stuff started but i have to get a routine for myself so yeah. i want to try to clip pieces from this podcast and upload them onto my gardening stuff so that i have that for things and then also it's nice now that i do have we because we have this i have good microphones so i can actually mm-hmm. talk specifically for gardening this year and i couldn't do that last year because you know 
standing outside in the summer with all of our birds and chickens and all of that and trying yeah. to talk into Versus. my phone camera all the way over there because I want to have a pan that looks nice for seeing my garden and all that. It didn't it didn't work out. No. But this year we have a camera. Mm-hmm. It's a nice camera. Mm-hmm. I have microphones. They're nice microphones. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely going to try to get some specifically gardening episodes like of like just YouTube channels maybe maybe I'll get some YouTube videos done or something, but I want to get heavier into my gardening stuff because it's it's beneficial and with the way the world is going and the fact that i think because i'm and i don't want it to be sound rude but it's honest because i'm younger i feel like i have a more relatability for younger people Mm -hmm. and trying to get younger people into this stuff because it's gonna die with with everybody that's into it right now oh yeah every nobody's really interested anymore and and that happens And, and and if you guys think that that kind of stuff doesn't happen let me let me tell you that my aunt um, my grandma's sister mm-hmm. um, had a magazine. It was called the China Decorator, and what it was was back back in the day, all those beautiful china plates that you would see with the patterns. Uh-huh. And people hand painted oh, all yeah. of those patterns, and my and it died with my aunt. My aunt was the last publisher. Uh, oh. Was the last was the last decorator. I wrote a story that I wanted to convert into a movie over it because it was so amazing to watch. But I never learned how to do it. So, you know, I don't know how to how to do any of that stuff. And I need to know how to do that stuff. So but now it's gone. It's literally unless I can find her magazines, which I doubt, you know, it's dead. It's gone. I mean, definitely look. Yes, it's worth looking for something. She was an amazing woman. And it it really is depressing to me because it was one of those things that I was like, I could see doing that as my final because it was just so beautiful and the elegant plates that they would make so you know and then you would make (sighs) these settings it's like you know and you were doing gold inlay and filigrees and just all these beautiful things and plates and it's just all gone now so now everything's just silk screened and print mass printed yeah that's yeah so definitely want to get i want to get people inspired Mm -hmm. to do things that are worthwhile with their lives because you know getting out there and and doing the things that you're doing to change the world I mean it starts in your own backyard starts Mm -hmm. on your porch in your apartment because people think oh man I can't do that I don't you know I live in an apartment complex I'm like get talking to people figure it out talk to your city come up with the community garden that's literally the biggest Mm -hmm. thing that I want to figure out for our town is if there's an area that we can you know, get the city going, hey, you know what? Sure, you guys can make a community garden here because I know that our homesteading group that we have would happily keep that going. Yeah. And then we would have food that we could donate to things and sell and all this. Stuff. Like, it would be great. And, you know, have, you know, people come and do lessons with their kids. The schools can come and teach about, mm-hmm. you know, all the different things that have to do with it because I know that, you know, the gardening clubs at their schools and stuff, they're not really gardening clubs. And, I mean, who's going to help if all they're being taught by are teachers that have never done it before and they just like, hey, we want a gardening club and the only things they have are the internet and you know as much as the internet is a great resource it doesn't teach you how to garden that's no, what I'm because learning. nobody's going through their full gardening section plus your zones plus yeah. there's, there's so many things that are you have to because growing a garden out here versus growing your garden in vineyard Sacramento area yeah El Grove complete different animals very very number different. one we never had a shade issue in Sacramento (laughs) we never had things grow better in shade out here than they do in the sun and that's crazy yeah (laughs) like that was the first thing that I was worried about we moved out here and it's like oh yeah you can have a garden and it's like oh you want a garden let's give you a garden and I was like okay I love this area but the trees completely shade this area Mm -hmm. out I've had no issues with growing things and then we have had people over you know we've talked about Kim and Andy before Kim came back there and was talking about how I had great shade coverage (laughs) and how she was jealous because you know things out here they die if they're in the sun Mm -hmm. there's too much sun our sun is too because it's humid I mean it makes sense because it's humid I guess that you're it's like you're magnifying the sun Mm -hmm. (laughs) here so those poor plants they're sitting out there for you know two hours of uninterrupted sunlight and then anything after that it's just it's hurtful so but we'll talk about I'll get into all of that and I will obviously keep going into all of this and I you know you've pretty much understood by now if this is your first time tuning in you don't know (laughs) if you've been tuning in you know that we go on tangents a lot Mm -hmm. so I'm sorry for that ahead of time if you're really going to try to learn some things that's the thing on on a growing podcast right is when you have two people who are 
we're we are dynamically different. Yeah. Right. Like I can talk about business and Kiki just at some point I watch her eyes <laughs> defocus and she just disappears. And, you know, and I get that because those aren't things that she's got 20, 30 years experience in doing. Yeah. You know, and she talks about gardening and it's like, OK, you know, and it's like because at some point <laughs> and so. We're, you know, we're talking about like how we're going to balance everything because we both have a lot of things to do. And what part of what that might end up being is that, you know, we only do a few podcasts a week together and maybe, you know, she does a podcast on a day on her own. That's just her gardening corner. And I do one that's literally just business or economics related, because if I sit there and I talk to her, you know, about the difference between disruptive versus divergent business opportunities. Um, <laughs> she at some point looks at me and says, I know that's English. And those are words I put together on Wordle, but, <laughs> but I'm sorry. I, I don't understand what you mean by under assessment of, you know, a fiscal evaluation for a third quarter dynamic, you know, <laughs> it's right. I have no idea what you just yeah, said. Exactly. So, yeah. And it's like, and if I start same. going into detail about all of the different nutrients and what they do, if I asked you at any point yeah, what no, any no. nutrient does for a, a single plant, you'll be like, huh? <laughs> I don't. I still don't it know why it. nitrogen is great. You know, I'm like, mm, okay. They, so, they need iron, and I go out there, and that's like, you know, I go out there and just like, okay, ironite's great. It's wonderful. I use it on grass. It makes everything green. Poof. What do we learn? <laughs> oh, yeah, it does great for leaves. Yeah. You want fruit? Mm, you're not gonna. You're not gonna get any. Right. Too much so, iron. Yeah. So all those things. I'm like, but it looks pretty. Yeah. <laughs> so with all that being said, mm -hmm. uh, let's let's get into some some garden talk. So sure. if you have any questions on anything as I say it, and I don't have the answer, I will look it up. And the same goes mm -hmm. for any listeners. If I say something and you have questions, please, please, please ask because if I don't know it, I will do my best to find an answer for you because. If you have a question, that means that it's something I probably haven't thought about, and I definitely need to know it too. So yeah. um, I wanted to start with something that, that people have a lot of questions about, and it's soil mix, because like, you know, every great garden starts in the soil. Like, it, this, there's one thing that you know, no matter what you do sunlight-wise, no matter what you do shade or humidity or any of the other things, mm -hmm. a, gar a good garden starts with great soil. Yeah. I need you to listen to that. A good garden starts with great soil. A great garden starts with perfect soil. <laughs> so if you want a great garden, you want a good garden, you want to be able to, you know, have your plants be happy, don't worry about spacing or the amount of plants or any of that. Worry about your soil. Because if you have shitty soil, you will never get a, you'll, you'll never have a good crop. So one of the things that I have to do for my garden right now is I had my my test soil last year basically mm -hmm. um with all the plants that I had and I you know let the as the fall leaves fell all over the place I just mixed them into the soil because it's great um it really comes down to also the aspects of composting because um I am still learning with that so like I said all of this is going to be an as I go thing and the few things that I've learned so far about garden soil is that you basically you want a little bit of everything and based on what you're going to put in your soil you, you have to worry about the ph level mm -hmm. some things like it extremely acidic some things do not and will not survive or produce fruit or whatever it is based on your acidity and it's not hard that you can get a ph level test at like any garden center ever like i you can get one at lowe's and they have like five different kinds yeah. you can order them on amazon you can get them pretty much anywhere even and if your seed catalog probably sells ph tester kits because yeah. and and by the way we say lowe's because where we live oh we that's all we have we have we, lowe's if we lived in tyler we'd makes. go to palestine yeah i mean we, we we could say home depot or, or we lived in tyler we could say home depot as well and every you know because they even have yeah. they they yeah they have everything out there don't they have a menards I think there's a Menards. I think so. Yeah, there's a Menards over there by the Olive Garden. I don't think those. I've ever been in a Menards. Yeah, I think we'll have to fix that. So, um, <laughs> but no matter what, I love yeah, Atwoods. And, and, it's become and my so favorite. When, when we say Lowe's, we literally mean interchangeable box store that if Home Depot doesn't want us to say Lowe's anymore, all you got to do is throw a sponsorship our way. And that's all we got to <laughs> say to that. But, you know, we, we, we just, when it comes down to this stuff, we're just letting people know, you know, the different options that we have. 
you know, so use whoever you have. But and, and you know, I, I will say that I've been looking at the pricing. The last thing that I'm going to probably end up recommending anybody use unless I can't find it anywhere else is Amazon. Yeah, because I looked up um, even Walmart, which, by the way, a lot of Amazon's fulfilled that way. Um, Walmart is cheaper than Amazon for a lot of that stuff. And uh, they do home delivery and they do, you know, there's literally I think Amazon has just become habit more than anything else. But I'm just getting to the point where it's like and I'll talk more about it on the business side. But we have learned that quality control when it comes to Amazon gardening products um, doesn't exist. For example, uh, one of the huge things that I want and I'm desperately trying to find is dandelion seeds. And we tried to grow those dandelion seeds last year. And they weren't dandelions. Those are not dandelions. I'm afraid to even eat them. I don't know what they are. I can't properly identify them. I don't want anything to do with them. And so I wasted, you know, all that money, time and resources on growing something that, you know, the chickens won't even eat. Yeah. So that's my that's a heads up for me right there, because chickens have their brains are, you know, the size of my uh, my the last bit of my thumb. And they're still smart enough to go. No, we're not eating that. <laughs> you know, so I know it's just there's got to be better resources. And, and like for me, for our yard, I'm actually looking at and I can say it right now because you'll be happy about it. Um, our front yard or even big sections of our backyard is switching over to red clover. Um because that red clover is beautiful. Oh, that would be gorgeous in our backyard. Mm-hmm. I just I I worry about switching something over in the front yard, just because we still haven't even gotten the hang of what our front yard is gonna be. Yeah, no, and and I, <laughs> I like the idea of our front yard being grass. It just for the sake of because our front yard looks nice. Mm-hmm. It's symmetrical and pretty. I mean, it's not perfectly symmetrical, but the symmetry is there. Yeah, and it's nice. And I w- still just I want to get it looking nice again but Uh, but yeah no uh, the red clover is gorgeous Mm -hmm. i'd love to see that in the backyard that makes me excited (laughs) yeah and and the thing about red clover is your animals can eat it Mm -hmm. you know and it it's and the flowering red clover is good for bees oh yeah that's the only reason that i have no desire of like getting rid of the clovers we have in the backyards Mm -hmm. because our bees love them yeah i love walking through the backyard in spring and our bees are just everywhere well the great thing about clover is clover will take over grass so we don't have to worry about you know killing off a bunch of stuff to put in new stuff yeah so that's that's one of the things i'm looking at because i'm about the low maintenance side of things i'm even looking at our front yard and i'm going to be looking at that but anyways back to your gardening side of things because i know (laughs) Uh, that you you want to go for it um so the biggest thing about soil is that people think that there's some like magic ratio for all of the things and it as great as it would be (laughs) when you're doing a a, when you have an itty bitty little bed or you're doing um container gardening Mm -hmm. then yes it's extremely important that you have a ratio that's perfect for it and i don't know the ratio i can look things up for a different you know episode but i don't do container gardening and i don't have small beds so when it comes to the ratio of any of the things that i put in my garden uh, i'm gonna be really honest there is not one true like amazing little thing that i'm sitting here measuring out my stuff no i'm throwing things together and just making sure that it's well mixed what you want to give your plants is a good buffet of things. Mm-hmm. Changing the pH level is not hard. So what you want is to be able to make sure that you have compost in your soil and and people will get, you know, mad all the time so they're like you don't you don't want to put too much compost in your soil or so it'll make your soil hot. But you still want compost in your soil. You want organic material mm-hmm. in your soil because it does feed your plants. What you don't want is to take all your kitchen scraps and throw it in your garden bed. Unless you're not planning on using that garden bed that year, do not do that because it will burn your plants. Compost gets hot. You want aged compost, but you don't necessarily want to go all the way to being 100% compost based on what's gonna what your plan is for your things because everybody's garden is going to be different because mm-hmm. some people don't like things. Some people have more people they're growing it for. Some people grow things for gifts. Some people just have a garden because it's pretty. So at the end of the day, you have to change things to, your, to, to meet your needs. For me... I put in a little bit of everything. I have mushroom compost. I put perlite in in my beds just because I need the aeration because when it rains out here, it rains for days. Mm-hmm. And so if I don't have, you know, little bits of rocks, twigs and things like that and perlite in my soil, 
then it just completely sinks in and becomes ridiculously compact. No matter how much, you know, peat moss is one of those things that we are very, it's a very controversial thing mm-hmm. because a lot of people don't like peat moss. It's not very environmentally friendly. It is not sustainable. You have to replace it like twice a year. Um, or not necessarily replace it. You have to add more like twice a year. If that's the main form of error in your soil yeah. is through peat moss, you're not going to be, you're not going to be having fun with no. how much you're going to be spending on and, it. And peat moss does. It strips the environment horribly. Yeah. And you know, the truth is, is there's foods. There were things that I stopped growing when I really realized just because it doesn't regrow. Peat moss is slow. It's not something that, you know, is an infinite source somewhere. And then it's just shipping or logistics. No, it literally is. They destroy bogs. Yeah, for for peat moss. So it's like. So if no. you if you can, try not to get peat moss. Mm-hmm. And if you have to, because the thing is, is that the smaller your bed is, the more it's smart to use peat moss. So, but I still highly encourage that you find an alternative, and there are so many alternatives and so many different ways to do it. So mm-hmm. I would encourage you to do the research on it. Don't ever take anything that I say as baseline for anything because, yeah. it's, like I said, your your needs are going to be different than, than mine. Your needs are going to be different from everybody's because you're your own unique person with your own unique garden. So, but I will say mushroom compost is amazing mm-hmm. because if you're, if you, if mushrooms will grow in your soil, you have the best soil ever. You've yeah. done it right. And I had mushrooms growing in my soil, so I know I did it right. Um, we used a lot more mushroom compost than I would have liked because mushroom compost tends to be a lot thicker and heavier. You would like to aerate the mushroom compost, so you don't want to grow things in straight mushroom compost unless you're growing mushrooms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so try not to use a, too much of that. Any kind of compost is the same thing. Compost is just a, mostly aged manure, and manure gets hot, so that's why it gets aged. And then after that, it's just it's super thick, so yeah. you have to add other things to it in order for it to be you know a good thing to grow plants in because if your soil is too thick your plants your seeds their, their roots can't grow mm-hmm. they, they have they're fighting just to get their roots down there then they're going to have a hard time doing anything else and yeah, that's always what remember you want. that your root system consists of main roots tendril roots mm-hmm. and then fine hair roots and those fine hair roots are there to gather most of the moisture yeah and if the if they can't get out because they then your plants aren't going to get enough moisture you're going to end up st- with stunted and dwarfed plants because of it so yeah we got it but i think uh one of the things that we have here is we do have a resource that we can go use to mix yeah um, on tuesdays and thursdays yeah um and uh we're going to definitely go utilize them for a lot of our soil because oh, yeah. their stuff is rich. We, we've used it. It was holy crud. It was happy it rich. It was very nice. And yeah. I'm, I definitely want to go back and I want to go back early on because mm-hmm. once they get busy, they get busy. Yeah. And, <laughs> so. and, and the, by the time that we got there last year, it was the bottom, more of the bottom yeah. stuff. That so was, it was a little bit more compact than they were talking because they were like, yeah. yeah, this stuff is super airy and great. And we were like, really? Because <laughs> half, half a load <laughs> in the back of my Titan and my suspension was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So it's it's definitely, find your resources. Most cities, most counties, um, you know, they have different programs in those that you can utilize. And you get it for a song. Yeah. You know, a bag, just to give you an idea, um, 10 bags of the soil that we get costs about 40 bucks. Okay. Mm -hmm. And for them, 40 bucks and 10 bags doesn't fill even a quarter of my, the bed of my truck. Oh gosh, no. Okay. But for them, 40 bucks fills the back of my truck. Yeah. Right. We bring it back here and it's like, we brought it out, put it on tarps and it was, I was like, oh, we're going to come back for three loads. I did two loads and we still had half the truck. Yeah. You know, back there sitting I on the tarp. I had extra. And I yeah. expanded my garden, yep. too. And yeah. so we still had extra. So, so it's so, definitely... And, and a lot of that soil that you're buying from the stores, the plastic bags. Oh, yeah. Not great for your environment. You can't, um, can't do anything with the, those. That, They're just that trash. Stuff, that stuff is not aerating. It's compacted. It's, it's heating up. It's, you know, breaking down its own nutrients. They don't do anything with it when it rains on it. And yeah. It, and Half because the time they have it's holes. sitting outside, mm-hmm. so it's getting rained on. It's getting the Exposed. sun beaming down on yep. it. Bugs are getting into it. You have no idea what's you in that no soil. No idea how long it's been sitting in a trailer, and if you know if it's sitting in the back of a temperature controlled trailer, just what the off gas is. I mean, there's just so many different factors that come to it, and 
some of the cheapest stuff that I've bought that was quote unquote topsoil had pieces of plastic in it. Oh yeah, I Remember forgot that about that. Crap? Yeah, it when was, we first moved out here, yeah. we got topsoil for some of the because the whole point was we were a bag. yeah we were trying to do everything in ground, and so mm-hmm. it was like we only needed to really add topsoil and compost. And that topsoil was awful. No, it had freaking old McDonald's straws in it. Yeah. Remember? I yeah. mean, it was, it just, was, it was it, not good at all. The yellow, so. red, and white ones. Yeah, they literally had a bunch of that in them. And there were caps and tabs. And it was just, that's just, you never want that stuff in there. Mm-mm. It's like my biggest pet peeve that I'm trying to figure out with, as far as setting up aquaponics or hydroponics is everybody utilizes PVC pipe. I don't see a lot of alternatives because I don't see a bunch of big growth bamboo around here. Yeah. You know, because I don't like the off-gassing of pvc and pvc isn't meant to be above ground so i'm looking at okay what am i gonna do paint it coat it cover it what am i am i gonna box it in how am i gonna figure it out and i'm trying to get all this figured out and it's gonna really determine on what i do with things and i'm gonna do a lot of brainstorming at that but your soil if you have bad soil you're not growing anything you know? oh yeah it's it's the joke is and i and I, I will tell you that you can do it to this day is you can figure out where in Vineyard I lived. You, if I will literally tell you that we lived on Giant Panda in Sacramento, and you can go and do a Google satellite map view of, of it and find my old house. And you know why? Because to this day, and I looked at it like last week because I was wondering if they finally fixed the street view. We're finally not there on the street view. But you literally see desert, 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 because it's all hard pan. So it's all hard pan, just nothing, 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 nothing. Boom. Big, huge, lush rainforest garden. Because 20 years ago, 20 years ago, I put 200 cubic feet of chicken fertilizer in there, 200 cubic feet of uh, steer manure in there, 200 cubic feet of worm castings. I spent bank doing that. But, you know, 20 years later, that that backyard is just a little bit of rain comes back there and that backyard goes jungle. So, you know, just don't, don't skimp on your soil. Don't, don't skip on the very things that's going to put nutrients into your plants. Yeah. Cause as much as, as much as fish emulsifiers and, you know, it, I, I try to stay away from fertilizer as much as I can. And I use uh, what's called fish fertilizer. It mm-hmm. really is just, they take, fish and grind it up so it's stinky and you know they age it and it's just the stuff you add to your water and Mm -hmm. you water your plants with it and that stuff doesn't burn like fertilizer will Mm -hmm. because if you put too much fertilizer in your soil you will burn your plants roots and if you put too much of the uh big you know big box brand of their fertilizer because they'll have all the all the things on it and everything but it's for some reason blue and that always scares me Mm -hmm. i'm like really (laughs) why is it a bright neon blue if this is supposed to be good for my plants and good for me (laughs) um Mm -hmm. and you put that on it if you put too much you will burn your plants if it gets on the leaves it will kill the leaves like it's not good so we'll definitely I'll, i'll make sure that i do a lot of research and figure out the great like the best of the best for things like that and i'll definitely try things out especially if we add garden space i'll i'll do some experiments i'll have plants that i grow and i'll use different things on them and see how they do and so um, but yeah no start with your soil because no amount of anything that you do after your plants are already in that ground can help them Mm -hmm. you have to get good soil before you get good plants so um so now I want to I want to talk about some of the things that you can be doing right now. Like I said, I we live in zone eight. We specifically mm-hmm. live in zone eight B. So um, and you know, learning your your zone is the first thing you need to know about gardening because it tells you the timing for all of you know planting everything, <laughs> and you need to be able to plant things at the right time or else you know you won't get good plants or it'll be killed by your frost or your freeze or it'll be too hot for it or it just it won't work. Mm-hmm. So. I'm going to specifically talk about some of the things for zone eight. Um, but for the most part for January, a lot of this stuff goes hand in hand all around, mostly just garden chores. Um, because January is a pretty, a pretty slow time. Usually I'm going to say right now, I'm starting a lot of my stuff 
now because I have the space to. Um, I have these really amazing shelves and grow lights <laughs> inside of an enclosed space away no from idea the house. Where this came from. <laughs> so no I idea. get to keep regulate the temperature in there and have the lights going on a timer and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. And we're looking at ha- things being automatically watered too. So yeah. I'm pretty spoiled. But I come from humble beginnings <laughs> because when I started this, I didn't have any of that. <laughs> so I'm I'm spoiled with it. But um, so that's why I'm starting earlier because I can keep that bungalow warm and have lights that also provide heat mm-hmm. and grow my things pretty early and let them get pretty tall before I put them outside. So I have an early start for a lot of my stuff. But um, I still have a lot of other stuff that I have to do. So in January, um, just so that everybody knows... I follow, there's a website called So True Seed, so as an S-O-W, and they are, they have a seed catalog, and they're pretty great. Their seeds are pretty great. Um, it's not sponsored or anything. I literally just, I love them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, and they have on their website a zone-by-zone gardening calendar, and I follow that gardening calendar for the most part um, because they don't just tell you, you know, little random things. They tell you some pretty specific stuff, so I'm going to be using them to you know guide other people in my zone and you know talk about what I do follow from them what I don't follow from them and you know they're pretty much my basis for everything gardening for me um so for January some of the chores that you're supposed to get done we're gonna read through all this um so if you have any house plants um they've probably been inside for a little bit uh and most people don't think about it but everything else in your home gets covered in dust your house plants get covered in dust mm-hmm. too. So you need to take a tissue or a wet wipe or a paper towel, wet it and go around and wipe down all of their leaves because, you know, the dust that settles on them, it can literally it, it filters the light that they're getting, it filters the air that they're breathing because, you know, your plants breathe and if they're covered in a film of gross human skin and things <laughs> that are just chilling on them, yeah. they're not going to be very happy. So we plan on getting a lot more house plants in this next month, seeing what they have around and everything. Um, I love house plants. I'm already sad because I, I didn't even think about it. We have our dining room has a, we have pocket doors throughout our house Mm -hmm. and our dining room has these pocket doors and the heater on that side of the house has been broken. And I completely forgot to take the plants out from that side and bring them upstairs. So one of them is is happy and fine, but the other one is not. And I'm going to try to baby it and bring it back to health um, because I love those plants and they look great in the dining room. Um, And I'm going to be really sad if it doesn't make it because I don't know if I'll be able to find another one because I have not seen them again. I got them from Lowe's. I got them two years ago from Lowe's and I have not seen them at Lowe's since. So I really want to keep it alive. I don't know what kind of plant it is. I can try to ID it. If I do, then, you know, it'd be great. I'll figure it out. But I just, I don't want it, I don't want it to die. And then I've got a plant in the foyer that's been great in the foyer. And it's honestly making me think that I need to get more of those plants because as they do great in low light. Our foyer does not get a lot of light. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, no. So make sure that you give your plants, indoor plants, a wipe down so that they can have, you know, good light penetration and, you know, they, they can have their gas and moisture exchange uninterrupted. Yeah. Um, if you do seed catalogs, now would be the br- perfect time. New year, get the get your seed catalogs, you know, sent to you. Sign up for them because if you want good seeds, you want to get those seed catalogs early so that you're ordering seeds before they're out. Mm-hmm. Because soon as, yeah, every year, without a doubt, soon as April, March and April come around, all that stuff is wiped. That's why we got our seeds <laughs> two, three days ago now. Um and knowing, you know, me, that's still not going to be the end of it <laughs> because we're always looking at new varieties and things to try until yep. we figure out what tastes good and what grows best here. I don't like to follow what other people say grows best in my zone just because I don't really want things that are genetically mutated to work in my zone because it's not what I want. I want, I love good heirloom plants. I want to figure out ones, you know, that are easy and good to grow and just a little tidbit side note heirloom plants are so much better mm-hmm. than like everything else if you've never had a good heirloom tomato i highly suggest you go out and try one this year because they are so much better mm-hmm. and just tomatoes in general taste so much better when you grow them at home everything tastes better when you grow it at home but, absolutely but heirloom tomatoes are like the biggest difference if you you know want to actually like taste the difference that's what i would suggest starting with um 
so yeah contact your your seed catalog companies receive your your seed catalogs get them so figure out what you want um make plans for the the season because you want to decide where your plants are going to grow before you start growing them and i'm gonna be honest i'm really bad at this <laughs> i'm not Ooh. a good planner i just want to get my you know seeds in the ground and see what happens and kind of work as i go I also know, again, I'm spoiled, so I have the benefit <laughs> of if I do overplant things, I can afford to pull things. If I underplant things, I can afford to add more. If I overplant things and I don't want to pull things, I have the ability to add beds. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not as constricted on space. But if you are and you have a set garden or a set area or you're doing container gardening, you have to plan. You got to figure out where things yeah. are going to go. One of the biggest things, if you're not planning on starting this year, but you want to start next year because you're patient, unlike me, <laughs> um, then one of the things I would highly suggest you do is tracking the sunlight in your backyard throughout the next year. Make sure that you figure out what, like literally, it's multiple times a day, different, like like maybe two or three times a month going outside and spending on a paper drawing out you know your garden it doesn't have to be to scale or anything perfect like that but just draw out your garden area your space your backyard your front yard anything like that and figure out where trees are where you know things would be a blockage of sunlight where things would be a blockage of air where things would be a you know because you, your garden needs wind you need to push pollen around you need to make sure that mm-hmm. you know they, they just they like to breathe <laughs> if everything's too stuffed and overcrowded your plants will be unhappy so track all of that make sure you're watching the patterns of everything and so that you know where everything is going to be is going to have benefits so yeah so get planning figure out where you want things to go set up you know your your any any of the carpentry projects that you need because i in particular my first thing which again it's going to be really hard (laughs) trying to figure all this out without a truck we really need to get it um is i want to add some hoops to um my garden beds i have i'm using cinder blocks for my my raised beds and so i have the holes in between them because they're cinder blocks Mm -hmm. and so what i'm going to do is i'm going to put rebar sticks and thin pvc pipes and you know because those are you know bendable and nice and and you can make them whatever shape you want and put them down on the rebar and create a hoop and then put plastic over it so that i have a little greenhouse so that i can start my veggies outside and in the ground earlier than um a lot of people can um and i don't have the the biggest reason i didn't do that last year is because using these i don't have you know the ability to just kind of throw something on there and if it's cheaper to do what i'm doing than it is to buy hoops and even then buying hoops is only good if you have like actual like wood beds because the ground is so far away (laughs) when it comes to things like in in the cinder blocks so i can't stick things in the ground and have it look nice it would look really weird and so so yeah get started on things like that if you're going to do cold frames which I'm still pretty new on what cold frames are. They're basically little mini greenhouses that people make um, out of like bays of hail. Uh, wow. <laughs> Bales of hay. <laughs> bays of hail. <laughs> Bales of hay and uh, like old windows. Like it's really cool what they do with it, but it's literally just a place that they put their, their seedlings in. It's just another version of a greenhouse and the hay keeps the heat inside. And so I was willing to to try something like that, but I just don't think... I think my garden's too big to utilize something like that. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, set up any trellises. Get your, your indoor setup for your um, your plants that will be transplanted set up. And just all of that. You want to get all that started now. Because if you have to do all of that stuff when you start planting your seeds, it will it'll pile up on you. Yeah. <laughs> and you won't want to plant your seeds. You'll be late or anything like that. So get started on all that stuff now. You'd while be it's surprised still cold. how how fast it goes to. Well, I guess I'll just try again next year. Yeah. You know, and, um, and buying plants at at the big box stores really is like economically, it's not really the best thing to do. Yeah. You the, don't know what happened to those plants when they yeah. come out there. Like burpee is really good in a lot of ways with yeah. your plants, but. It's not just burpee you're dealing with. You're also dealing with some staff member who, you know, threw a cart under thinking it was okay and stable enough, knocked over the whole thing, and now you've got a stem that's broken below the dirt line. Yeah. You know, and you don't find out until you go to plant it and the whole thing breaks off and you're not going to take it back because they're just going to blame you. Yeah. So definitely 
definitely get started on those little those chores that aren't so little that you don't want to be doing especially once it gets warmer you know you think oh it's a nice day outside until you start working and then you're hot mm-hmm. <laughs> and so so get all that stuff done now get your lighting setups done if you can if you're going to do that um and sometimes honestly if you're just now setting up a garden and you're starting up a garden area i highly suggest you start small because yeah. I went full ham, big, huge area, basically a quarter acre, and it was a lot. I could not fill the space. I could not keep up with it when I did fill the the, sp- the spaces that I had. And it, be- it people love to post about their gardens and post pictures about their gardens and everything when their plants are so small. Mm-hmm. And people forget how big a lot of these garden plants get. Like, just the if you grow indeterminate tomatoes, and we'll talk about indeterminate and determinate tomatoes at some po- other time... Um, they can get upwards of like 10 feet tall. And if you don't have a trellis in place for them to grow 10 feet, then they're going to bend over. And that takes up a lot of space. So you have to really plan for all of the things that you're going to be doing. And you have to sit down and you have to look at the space you have. You have to draw it out and you have to visualize, go outside with your plants and look at it and measure things. And yeah, Mm -hmm. you have to do all of that. It it may seem like, oh, I'm not I'm not going to use a measuring tape in the garden. I'm just going to eyeball it. And it's great when you're planting things to eyeball things like I'm not going to sit there and measure a one inch space between my carrots because it's not that serious but between where my carrots are being planted and where my you know kale is being planted Mm -hmm. kale gets pretty big and people don't realize that i'm gonna measure (laughs) so you know just take the time to actually plan take it seriously because yeah Yeah. smaller is definitely better but if you're gonna do smaller and you want to still grow a lot of stuff then you have to take into account how much space you actually have and if you're setting up a garden if you're setting up a raised bed and you're doing something like what i did really 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 take into account how far you can reach Mm -hmm. (laughs) because that is a big factor if you're going to set up a bed you don't want it to be five feet wide because if you can't reach into the center of your bed it's just going to be dead space and that's a bunch of extra soil that you got that's a bunch of extra everything that you got and you have to use more of stuff just to have this dead space in the center of your garden so definitely 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 plan and start getting that stuff done now because even if you don't have the money to get anything done now start your plans now mm-hmm. because you you need to have that stuff done now before you start going out there you don't want to go to your you know local store and not have anything planned out and then have to run to the store and back home six seven times because you you don't know how much space you have and people will laugh and make fun of you too along with <laughs> everything else we know yeah Let's, uh, we can uh, we can ask our people at Ace. Oh, people still think that it's hilarious that I start my stuff as early as I do, but it's mm-hmm. been the mo- I've been like one of the most successful people with tomatoes out oh, here. Oh yeah, I'll tell you what. By the time that you guys listen to this podcast, um, I will have pushed Kiki to just show you guys her her spinach crop from one <laughs> harvest last uh, year and put it up on our social. So, so yeah, for sure. So yeah, the definitely and that's like uh, that one was always funny to me is that people have a lot of issues uh, trying to grow spinach out here. Mm-hmm. I have none. I grew that spinach and it was the easiest thing I had grown last year. So yep. definitely, yeah, definitely plan. Definitely make sure that you're ready to do your things when you're ready to do them. And if you are tight on money, it as much as it sucks, then planting later is better than planting earlier because you don't want to ruin it and then mm-hmm. have nothing. I, again, am spoiled and I have the ability to go back and get more seeds if I planted something too early and a frost killed it. Mm-hmm. So, but... Well, again, we'll get into succession planning and things like that to help prevent that later on. Um, so, yeah, plan, plan, plan. Mm-hmm. Collect all of your seed starting equipment together now because it's cheap and it's there. If you go to your stores, the moment you see your garden section start having stuff for spring, get it. Get as many seed yep. starting trays. Get Honestly, get twice the amount that you think you'll need. Because you never know what may go wrong. You never know what you may end up planting more of or you may end up researching and finding out that that plant is smaller than you thought it was. And so get twice the amount of seed starting stuff that you think you'll need. Twice the amount of soil, mm-hmm. twice the amount of trays, like all of that. If you, I, I in particular, I've never used a, used a heat mat. I don't need to use them, but I also keep the room that my plants are growing in warm. So if you don't have that luxury yeah. and you're not, because like some people just have their stuff inside, inside of their house then that's great. If you're keeping your house at a nice 70 degrees all the time, your plants will grow and they may grow a little bit slower because I like it a little bit warmer than that, but they'll grow. Um, if you're keeping things at, uh, you know, a good 65 degrees in your house, 
then you're going to want a heat mat. <laughs> if you're growing mm-hmm. things outside early on, you're going to want a heat mat. Um, if you have lights that provide a lot of heat, then you probably don't have very good lights because you don't really want them to be as hot as you want them to be good light. Mm-hmm. So definitely make sure that you're researching your lights because we have full spectrum yep. um, lights. And I spent a lot for Yeah, it. they're expensive. Not, you know, you can, you can get, and I, and I will tell you this, because um, we tried it before. And we have bought before the cheap lights. Yeah. The, oh, full spectrum, blah, blah, blah. Now, one, one, one of the ones we bought were fluorescent. And those were power sucking. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Notable things. But they also ran hot. Yep. And so guess what we were doing? We were scorching out the plants before yeah. they even had time to grow. Um, and we were killing our own power. Literally, you know. Groceries are getting expensive. Okay, well, let's go buy the cheap light set that's going to just eat it up. There's a reason that people aren't buying it. So it's like, so spend the money if you're going to go that route. And if you're not, find a good south-facing window that yeah. you can have your air conditioning on. You do on. not need grow you, lights. You know, yeah, it's, it's like we're doing it because the room that it's in has no south-facing window. You know, I could easily tell Kiki, hey, you know what? Why don't you go ahead and take the guest room and grow in the guest room? And there's enough diffused light and direct light that if we took the bed and everything out of there and just put shelves in there, we probably wouldn't need grow lights at all. Oh, yeah. No, that room gets amazing light. Yeah. No, I know. It's a, it is. It's a great room. It's a feel-good room. Um, but, you know, the way we're doing it is, you know, we're doing it so that we can thin things, grow things, and even to the better point is to be able to make money back by selling you know, and selling some of those seedlings as well. So when other people are just getting there, we're going to be like, oh, yeah, hey, you want seedlings? Yeah, we got it. Yeah. So, you know, and that'll that'll be a good thing because we're going to, you know, as, as you're doing this, you know, gardening. I know people who have a yard half of our size who make a living. Yeah. Off their garden. And it's like, man, I'm I'm down, you know, for for you doing that. I just don't want you to overwhelm with work, which is why this year one of the things I would be looking at is an automatic automated watering system, which I'm very I'm mm-hmm. very excited for cuz getting out there the the biggest problem that I have is we don't have enough water pressure for me to run two sprinklers at once. Mm-hmm. It will ne- we never will. It just kind of sucks whatever. Um but the sprinkler we have covers enough ground but again, quarter acre garden, I need to move that sprinkler three times in order to water everything. Mm-hmm. And that's if I'm lucky and I don't have corn or wheat or anything else growing on the other side. So it's it's a lot to Which do I'm that. And hand, go for. Yeah, hand watering it, would, it takes me a good hour to get through everything the proper way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I just don't have that time. And if I miss a day out here, oh man, th- those plants are going to die. Yeah. So We can't go on. That's, and that's one of the things that we have issues with is we, we went camping once last year's garden suffered after just going yeah. camping for three days so you know we we definitely i i want to make it easier and and the the easier you make it the more expensive it's going to be but if you sit there and say okay like for example for us we figure we spend probably a hundred dollars a week on just vegetables and fruits and groceries you know when we're out when we're out actively grocery shopping yeah and so the ability to offset that says okay you know well, we have an automated, we have automated timers, automated watering systems, and we get all those set up in a nice box and, you know, and we're able to set up a water line or, you know, feed line with, with fertilizer, liquid fertilizers as you need them and compost teas and, you know, the less maintenance that we have to do because, because, you know, always remember when it comes to your garden, the most valuable asset is you. Yeah. You know, your time. So, you know, I don't I don't like it when you're out in the garden and you have to be out there for eight hours a day just to maintain. So I'm just going to try my best to on, on that side of things just to be good and 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 get you so that you're out there, you know, a couple and I don't have to worry about watering and, you know, setting up alarms in here. So, you know, that things are being watered so you can just look out there and go, OK, the watering's working because <laughs> that's another thing that'll kill your garden is you rely too heavily on just the watering system. Only to find out somebody turned some, you know, moron turned off the water faucet and now there's nothing getting to your your garden at all. Go three days without watering your garden and, you know, you've wasted how much 
fucking yeah. money and time and investment. So. So yeah, definitely make sure you get all your stuff started now, all or getting all of your equipment for it gathered mm-hmm. now. Um, if you had, um, a garden the year before and you did take notes and you know uh make sure you go over those things and yeah. replan out based on what did and didn't go well the year before um start stratifying perennial seeds that need that treatment um make sure that you get you know anything because a lot of seeds they have to go through a quote-unquote winter phase mm-hmm. and so you put seeds in the fridge or the freezer based on what they are and you can't plant them until they go through that so I know that lavender is one of them. So and it's three weeks that it's got to be in the fridge. Yeah. So you can't you can't skip those things. Start those things now. Um, the later you start it, the less uh, likely they will survive the summer heat by the time that comes around. Uh, make sure that you uh, wash and sterilize your seed starting containers if you've been reusing them. And by wash and sterilize, I know nobody actually really, like, s- takes the time to go through and make sure each cell doesn't have a, like, you, you, the point is you overplant your seed starts for things like that to happen, to go wrong. You mm-hmm. rinse them down, you make sure that they don't have any diseases of any kind on them by, you know, making sure that you give it a little soapy water rinse, a little warm water bath or something like that, and that's it. Like, you don't have to go crazy bringing rubbing alcohol in a cloth and go through each individual little yeah. container. It's yeah. not that crazy. Um, and then make sure, because this is something that has happened to me since being out here, go around to all those houseplants and make sure they don't have any infestations. Mm-hmm. Make sure they don't have any diseases. Make sure they look okay. If they don't, you have to quarantine them because they will continue to spread those things to other houseplants. We had an issue with having uh, soil gnats and they were in the front room that I was growing them in before. And it was completely and totally not my fault. It was somebody that had put something in the guest or in that room that wasn't supposed to be in there and Mm -hmm. it was infested and so that thing had you know went into one of my plants and laid some eggs and i it took me so long to get rid of those soil gnats because i had so many plants in there at that point i couldn't just you know quarantine one thing because it was already you know they were in a little bit of everything and so i got rid of them (laughs) but it took a while and i had to get rid of them before i could plant that stuff outside because if you plant that stuff outside with those oh my you will never get rid of them (laughs) Mm -hmm. so definitely make sure if you got any plants for any of the holidays as gifts seeds anything like that make sure you do the research on them i know that a lot of people go oh you really like gardening oh you like you know having plants in your house here's a here's a house plant check that house plant (laughs) make sure you quarantine it before you bring it in and bring it around the rest of them people that have like those rooms that have you know 17 18 25 different plants in them because they have a great window they're not taking plants in there just you know nilly-willy they're going through and they are checking every single one of those plants soils their leaves you Mm -hmm. check under their leaves look for any kind of uh or insect eggs and get rid of them and it's not that hard you just flick them off take a cloth to it anything like that and if you have to at in extreme cases that you find a plant that has you know a disease you take a little bit of rubbing alcohol put it on a cloth and you wipe down each individual leaf if you don't have that patience then that plant goes into the compost. <laughs> yeah, do it while you're watching a show or something. I mean, lit- literally. Yeah. Well, gardening, one of the great things about gardening is gardening encourages multitasking, you know, and we we do that. We'll sit there and be like, okay, we're going to do this while we're doing this and while something else is going on. So definitely embrace the thought of multitasking. Yep. And so now for uh, specifically zone eight, because all of that is stuff that you can do no matter where you are, mm-hmm. um, unless you're literally, you know, in you know the very bottoms of you know mexico where everything is always just it's always summer it's always Mm -hmm. spring and their winter is not really winter and they you know they're not doing any of this stuff because they do it all year closer you are (laughs) to the equator yeah Yeah. so if you're not there and you're everywhere else (laughs) then you got to go through all that stuff during winter um but all that stuff you gotta you gotta really take the time and one of the other things that i i didn't see make sure you get your tools cleaned um people mm-hmm. don't think about that you leave your tools sitting around for winter and you, you know if they rust out or they start you know they, they are covered in soil still from last year or anything like that clean them clean them and sharpen the ones that need to be sharpened i have to go out there and i have to clean and sharpen my tools um i have to do it obviously sooner rather than later because i mm-hmm. have to start getting things planted but uh yeah so definitely d- don't don't skimp up on your tools i know that you know it, 
seeing a two dollar gardening tool set is nice but that thing's gonna break on you when you leave when it's the most inconvenient thing i have a nice beautiful set that i got not this past christmas but the christmas before that and i love it and And i have to go back through yeah i still have to go i have to go back through and regather them all put them all back in their nice cool little holder that i got Mm -hmm. um because i know that i brought them around and ended up just having them kind of all over the place um so i have to recollect them all recoup and you know clean them up and make them look nice again um maybe i'll give the uh the holder for it a wash um but no matter what take care of your tools oil them up when you like obviously it's too late for that now but oil them up before winter because then it keeps them nice and and covered and coated and they're good to stay outside in a shed wherever Mm -hmm. um i didn't do that this past time just because i forgot in all honesty Um, but make sure you do that so now for people that are in zone eight in particular um some of the things that you can start inside are um broccoli cabbage cauliflower celery head lettuce and regular lettuce um onions and parsley and then many perennial flowers also need to be started um and anything that has a really long germination period like rosemary or snapdragons or begonias those have to be started uh now too because you don't want to be you know starting those things Mm -hmm. in march and have you know three months time that they can't go outside yet because once it gets too hot you can't just go straight into transplanting things outside they have to be eased into the sunlight and so you definitely want to get some of this stuff started now and if you have the means to have things be a little tall before you plant them outside definitely do it um i'm not starting any of my tomatoes or bell peppers or anything this month that's next month for me but all of this stuff, like it's, it says start some of these things inside. Some of these things are going to be started outside mm-hmm. just because I have the ability to, um, especially if I get the, the hoops going, I'll, I'll be confident about the things that I'm putting out there. So uh, definitely, definitely take your time and be thorough because if you just go into it going, hey, I'm just going to grow a garden and wing it, you will not have a good garden yeah. at all. Yeah. So start with soil. Make sure you have a, a, a good buffet for your plants mm-hmm. in soil. All of the different kinds of things that you can put in there, you've got to put them in there. Test your pH. If you're growing, like, because I did not have success with blueberries, and I'm going to try again this year. Blueberries will not grow if the soil is not acidic. Yep. And so I have to have a special area just for them to grow where my soil is acidic. So I got to make sure that I do that. Make sure you research all the things you want to grow, because if you have, you know, bushes like berry bushes like blueberries you got to make sure you get those things right if you have trees that you're trying to plant like fruit trees and things you got to make sure that you know you research an area for them where they can grow and not you know die at first winter so get all of your all your stuff planned out and started so definitely the moral of the story be thorough make sure that you get everything that you need to get done research wise plan out all the seeds go through what you're actually going to plant instead of just buying seeds and planting them Mm -hmm. if you do buy seeds because you want to plant them because they look nice research them before you plant them don't just you know throw them in the ground based on what back says make sure it grows well where you live make sure that you have the right amount of spacing for it that you have the space to begin with for it make sure that everything that you want to do you're ready for it before you start it because Again, I will reiterate it and I will reiterate it all the time. Once you get started, you definitely don't want to have things that you need to go get, that you need more of, that you, you know, forgot to, that you even needed to begin with and, you know, that you don't have enough of something. Like, you don't want that to happen mm-hmm. when you're in the middle of doing something because then it becomes the biggest inconvenience and it, you, it, it's so easy, like he said. It's so easy to just, oh, well, I, mess, I missed it this year. I'll just do it next year because the windows for things, they are smaller than you think. Mm-hmm. You'll think and sit there and go, oh, I have three weeks that I, you know, have of a window to plant this thing. Yeah, but you also have seven, eight, nine other things that have that same window yep. going through that seven weeks and thinking, oh, one crop a week. That's still you're not going to be able to get succession planting in and all this other stuff. So plan, plan, plan. Write your things down. Take notes. If something went horrible for you last year, you definitely want to make sure that you have that written down and you follow that for next year. If you have something that doesn't work out for you this year, write it down because you will not remember. I promise you. Mm -hmm. There are so many times that I looked at stuff and I was like, I know that something happened with this, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah. And so I have a notebook now. I have two that I have one for things 
episodes that like 100% went well and another just for tracking recording planning drawing out stuff like all of the other stuff so one is more like official of like these are things that I need to make sure I do every year and one that's for the experimental side so I would say definitely invest in and get a nice notebook something you want to write in and keep it in an area that you'll you know be willing to sit down if it needs to be next to your bed because you sit down and you're on your phone for 30 minutes every single night sit down and look at your gardening book for 30 minutes and you know just keep in mind all of that stuff because as much as it may seem like it's not worth it the first couple of years after you get the hang of it it will start to be very worth it that spinach last year it was very worth it after yeah. we had all oh, of it yeah, it, was it was so, so good. good it was so <laughs> good i didn't even want to cook it we just half of it we just kind of wilted it the rest of it we just ate like salad it was yeah. so amazing so um yeah and, and be excited because mm-hmm. it, don't ever look at everything as a fail because i promise you the moment you get into that mindset of i'm going to fail everything feels so much better don't go into it going i'm gonna have this beautiful amazing gorgeous big huge plentiful bountiful garden in the very first time because you won't (laughs) you'll have two things come out that are edible and the rest of it will be questionable if even anything else grows and then you'll be like well i i you know what this little bit that i did get was worth it because it tasted amazing (laughs) thomas edison had the best quote and this is what we're gonna leave it on for today when asked how it felt to fail at making a light bulb 2,000 times. <laughs> Edison responded, I did not fail. I simply learned 2,000 ways to not make a light bulb. <laughs> and so hopefully you, will find, you won't have to take 2,000 ways <laughs> to find out how to not grow corn. And that's where it is. So with that, I've been Joey. And I've been Kiki. And we thank you so much for joining us on the Stupid Podcast on Everything and our Afternoon Dive. Let us know if you like this format and what you want us to hear or what you want to hear and would like us to talk about because we love this and we're doing this as much for us as we are for you. And, you know, we, we just welcome everybody. So thank you so much. Be sure to check out all of our social media. And if you have any questions, don't feel free, uh, feel free to reach out. And if you think uh, we say or do something wrong, please feel free to give us your opinion. Mm -hmm. But just remember, it's your opinion. Okay? (laughs) So, thank you so much. And with that said, peace out with your peace out. Bye.